met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome to an episode of Subconscious Realms. I'm your host, General Lee, for tonight. I'm truly honoured to welcome one of the most fascinating individuals, period. I mean, when you've got the likes of Sir Thomas Sheridan, as he has it as elite level as they come, in my opinion, he's the definition of elite level. Um, like I said, we've got Thomas speaking of today's guest with the, the highest regards. So... Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. He is an author and the host and creator of the, the megalithic source in the UK and Europe. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sir Neil MacDonald. Now then, Neil. Hi. Uh, thanks for inviting me, generally. It's uh, good to be on your show. Oh, thank you very much, sir. Um, when Thomas mentioned um, yourself to me, it was just immediate intrigued it's good of him to do that we've worked together a lot thomas and i over the last few years yeah he is um he is as elite level as they come like i said neil um it's it's an honor to be speaking with to you and thomas you know and i think what what makes it better for me well not better a lot better is that you you're actually english as well which (laughs) You know, you get like a triple pass because you're English, but... And Northwest um, English as well. Yes, just round cotton. Down the road. As well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's a strange one, Neil. Um, I mean, considering, like, the, the majority of my listeners, they're not from England. Um, right, yeah, yeah. Mainly, like, US base, you know, that, that, that side. I'm not complaining. But it's just a, a nice, a nice change. And when you get somebody like Thomas said, and then he's recommending somebody who's literally around the corner, it's brilliant. I love it. Right. So Neil, um, I know we, we spoke like um, recently about like where you, where you're based or where I'm based, and a certain. A certain part of the northwest, I had, I guess it had a bit of a notorious name back in the day, but you don't know how true these um, details really are. The only reason you're going to find out is by somebody who's actually been there when it was um, open, and that is you can put yourself, you work there, and that's Whittingham uh, Mental yeah, yeah. Hospital. It's a, it's a bit of a it's got a bit of an aura about it, hasn't it, now, for um, 
the, the old asylum on the hill sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I started working there when I was 18, pretty much. Straight oh, right. From, straight from, well, yeah, I did a bit of a job for when I turned 18. Uh, yeah. started working there. I, I was a psychiatric nurse, a mental nurse, really. Oh, nice one. I, I did that 14 years, seven at Whitty. 14 years. Elsewhere, yeah. <clears throat> but I remember, excuse me, I'm going to mate. I remember Whittingham Hospital as um, a lovely sort of um, home for people, you know. It was, yeah. It, 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 had, the, it had an aura, especially at night and the dark corridors of things that have happened in the past. But for the people that were the long-term patients there, it was their home. They had their, their friends. They had a, a duck pony walk around every day. It was isolated from the world, so nobody bothered them. And it, it was um, it was a lovely place, really. For yeah. the, it's a shame that they had to be moved from it. You know, it would have been nice if they could have left their, led their lives and then left. Yeah. But uh, they yeah. wanted to, they had policy, didn't they? But I worked mainly on. I started on this the old the long the long term yeah. wards, and then I moved on to the Langdon unit, which is which was um, a secure unit. It's actually the only place that's still there now, and that took patients from the courts and uh, from right, places right. like Broadmoor, bigger, and from the the police would bring people in and that sort of thing. But it, you know that was what it was, you know. A long time ago, it was. I've got, I've got wonderful memories. I just wait. I thought the rest yeah. of the world was like that. And when I left, I realised he wasn't, so I wish they'd gone back. Yeah, I think, I mean, a, a lot of the uh, the old mental asylums that, I don't know any of that have got good names from, you know, but you can only imagine what was going on in there. Must have been horrible. Well, yeah. they, 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 they've got a, um, I guess you're right, it would have been a home for, uh, for a certain you know, people who are they're, they're not well. Yeah, because people, schizophrenics who kind of burned out, they just, uh, the illness kind of uh, debs, uh, debs away. Debs away, that's not yeah. right. But ebbs away towards the end of the life. And oh, they say schizophrenia, schizophrenia kills the personality. So uh, you end up with people that couldn't really survive on, on, uh, on outside and, Unfortunately, they are on the outside now, and they're not surviving. So, yeah, they're showing up with an idea of maybe we should build hospitals for them now. I think, which is, I don't know. I think I think there should be, but you know, it's a, the approach would obviously be a lot different than what it used to be like. There'd be no lobotomies and all, all yeah, that kind yeah. of things. Um, well, my time was after the lobotomies. I knew a lot of patients had had them. The people who had been violent. That is an absolutely uh, abominable. Uh, thing to do to people, but well, that all stopped by the time I got there. They still had ECT, and I think that still goes on. And when I I saw when I just arrived, it was an awful thing to see. But I saw somebody get. I don't know if you'd say this on radio, but no, I was. <laughs> well, let's just say they had the the treatment in a very um, a very straightforward manner without any uh, yeah any any protection or anything and that was just blew my brain you know I, wow yeah so you can that imagine was... mate that, that means itself that's that's trauma that to see see yeah. some of those things but you can speak about whatever you want mate there's no boundaries as long as you're comfortable with it speaking about it then go for it mate 
Yeah, okay, okay. No, it was a, a wonderful time, you know. Um, the, the, the social life was amazing. Well, you never get that again. And uh, yeah, <laughs> parties all the time in the nurses' homes and everything. But, but yeah. uh, no, it was a shame to see them closed down. They, they should have been changed rather than closed. And they had changed a lot anyway by then. And it was yeah. all financial. There yeah. was no I cruelty, mean, uh, no cruelty at all. You know that that's a myth. That had all gone. People cared. You know they cared for the, yeah. the patients because you're with them every day. You know. Yeah, they, they were, it's, I guess they could possibly have seen it all as being some sort of family. Yeah, that's what like, it was. They, they lived there, mate, didn't they? Yeah. What else can I tell you about it? Uh, any any specific things you'd like well, to know about it? Well, when 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 we went, like I said, I've been a few times. Um, when when we went, it was in demolition. Um, it's, it already started. Which, it, it, I mean, you know, you know yourself. It's an, it, the grounds in what Whittingham is. It's beautiful. Oh, it was it was absolutely. It is. It's a stunning uh, estate. And all the, it was all the patients that made it like that. You know, the working groups they took a pride in it. Yeah. yeah. There was one point it had its own railway station. And the trains would come through from Preston on the way to Longridge, and they would have their own bakery, their own farm. It was 100% self-sufficient. It's, it's all the places that did it all. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, yeah. when we went, we actually managed to get in the. Um, it was the, the, the height of the fence, and that. Well, you know, we got in is the um, the chapel and the the cemetery. Yeah, the last so, thing, the last thing left. And, the, and the, the, the staff club apparently still there. Oh, I'm not sure about that, mate. I'm not. From yeah, they've left that. Like, they made it just like a social club. Oh, right, okay. Was oh, that like on site for staff? Yeah. Brilliant. That, we used to go for our lunch sometimes, you know, <laughs> have a couple of pints. But it's, uh, <laughs> are those are well, the so days you're allowed to have a bar in it. Have a bar in it. Oh yeah, it was a staff social club. It was huge. It was uh, like a hall for discos and events, and another hall with snooker tables. And yeah. it was a big place. There was hundreds of staff, hundreds and hundreds of staff. It was a huge oh, place. I could imagine. It's, ma- it's massive. I, don't, I wouldn't like to guess how many acres Whittingham was, but it would have been a first year old thing. Oh, it was, it was huge. It was huge. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it, it did have that feeling, you know, at night. When you walked down the corridors and they were in the dark, you could you just had that feeling that something had happened there in the past, you know, and it still you could still feel it, you know, the, yeah. it, was, it was kind of a tangible thing. But to what it was, I don't know. But I wouldn't like to, I wouldn't like to buy a house on top of that anyway. You know, it'd be like uh, one of those old films, you know. Did you realise it was built on a cemetery, sort of thing? <laughs> Ancient burial grounds. Yeah, there's actually this noise, it's banging, what is it? It'd be somebody from banging their tin against the wall years, hundreds of years ago. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, yes, it has got that um, spooky. Yeah, I do believe. Uh, it, yeah, I think people's energies do remain in places. You know, the place will build up uh, a, a remembrance of that 
of that energy of the people that were there at the time. Yeah, I think that I think that will still be there when the little seep up. Oh yes, mate. I'd I would like to just pop up at some point um, just to see what where the progress is. I, I, drove, I, think... um, I, I drove down there. Um, it's a few months ago, and it's all gone now. And it, it it was quite emotional, you know, to see all that lovely place just all demolished. Yeah. But, uh, what 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 is this, the the attention still to like build? build they've already built a lot of houses on it now. Really? But, yeah. Oh. They're making it into a housing estate. Yeah. You only have to have a bit of land now, mate. They have to put in houses up over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, tell me about it. Who are, are going <laughs> to live in all these thousands of houses they're building everywhere? Oh, makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> no. They tried it where, where I live now. They, they uh, sort of tried it on building new bike bungalows and stuff. That they said yeah. um, for refugees, uh, you know. Right. But it didn't get past because, you know, there's a kid's park here, there's a kid's school, and the way they laid the houses out, it was just like straight to a kid's park, you know, and that didn't uh, sit well with residents, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, are you, it's your town, because we're just the, the next town down, really, aren't you, with just one in the middle? But uh, here we've got literally thousands, not tens of thousands of houses being built in the whole circle, you know, all around town, all yeah. the farms fields now. Yeah. And they're all different housing estates. And I was thinking, well, who's going to live in them? But they do seem to have people. And I can't work out where all these people come from, you know, because were they all waiting in a, like, in a, in a room, in a hall somewhere to, for, for a house? Well, that, that's what you'd think. It could be like a waiting list, but I'm not quite sure how it works. It's just, um, I mean, here, we was about two-ish years ago, completely flooded, up to, well, about a foot of water. Um, and that was, wow. they built houses just in the, the school, the back. They didn't the do the, the drains, they didn't do any, yeah. So they didn't, um, didn't sort the, the drainage out properly. And then here we go, flooded. So that, that was another another um, point for not going ahead with building new new houses you know sort the old drains out first then maybe <laughs> i've never actually known the town council to make a decision that's right you think by accident or just mistake every now and then they do something right wouldn't you yeah it's uh, i mean say i'm not being disrespectful but a lot of it's stupidity mm. i think they just see they want Let's put these hours up with money. That's all the bother about is money. Another builders, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully um, they don't get proposed again because you know we don't need more houses. It's weird. not here anyway. No, well, you wouldn't have thought so. I don't. I think they, I didn't think they need them here, but <clears throat> they seem to have filled them somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's always, well, there's a will, there's a way, as you say. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I'd love to talk about Whittingham all day, but... I suppose a lot of people never heard of it, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, I think what I'm mainly interested in, Neil, is 
your megalithic tours? Well, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been, um, <clears throat> I think it's 20 years now, I've been driving around. 20 years. Times. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah that's, that's so achievement, that, Neil. Well, it's become a job. I mean, I was, it, it started originally, <clears throat> you know, the small groups like New Horizons and uh, meeting groups. Uh, All right. You know, the thing where they have a, a speaker on a Saturday night or a Friday night, that sort of thing. Well, I was a member of one of those in Preston and we were talking about ancient megalithic sites. Yeah. So I said, well, I'll do one for the Lake District. So I got a book, uh, read about it and um, did it. It was full and then I did another one to, to Derbyshire. Then I did a weekend to Yorkshire and it's just carried on since then. You know, it became a, my life. And now we get from Orkney and Shetlands in the north of Britain. Shetlands? To Orkney. Yeah, well, not, yeah, I've kind of stopped doing oh. but, but Orkney, definitely. Orkney's the happy centre. And in the south, as far down as Malta. So, and pretty much everything in between. I'll tell you what, what, mate. What a wonderful life, you know, really. I'm very lucky. Yeah, you've, for you to build, build it up from, except from nothing. I mean, Orkney's. I've always wanted to go there. It's fascinating. Orkney is an amazing place. Yeah. I mean, uh, Neil, Neil Oliver uh, has brought, did an interesting documentary series about it, or a couple of, a couple of uh, episodes. Because there are, there's a place called the Ness of Broadgrom there, and they're, they're uncovering every year, uh, like, a, a, I don't know, a couple of acres of um, a, a megalithic stuff beneath, going back yeah. a lot longer than the, the time periods that we're given. And they've, all, they've uncovered, really, a whole city that would have been, you know, maybe a, a lot. They said the yeah. Neolithic is uh, five or 6,000 years ago, but this is a lot a lot earlier than that, maybe, maybe 12,000 years ago. So all the time periods... 12,000 years ago? Well, I, I, I'm just saying that off the top of my head. You see, I, I yeah. look at all the time periods, and I think they're wrong, and they can't now... Because uh, they were all set at one particular time, basically because of the church. Yeah. And you, you can't really keep that going now that new things are being found. You know, the, I mean, archaeology are very strongly against changing any time dates or whatever, because that's what they've been, they've uh, hung their career on. But uh, yeah. have you heard of Gulgaki Tepe in uh, I've heard about it, yeah. yeah. Well, that is pretty much guaranteed to be 12,000 years old. So that takes the time periods back, you know. <laughs> do, you think, do you think the reason why they're a bit dubious about the, the dates especially is because, I, I mean, I guess uh, they're sort of going against what they've already, what's already been determined or uh, determined on what they think the correct dates are, roughly. Do you think that's why, why they, they tend to not put dates on things now? Well, they, they, <clears throat> you know, dates are originally formed, and when you look at why the dates were originally formed, <clears throat> yeah. there is no real reason for it. And, like... They, they originally, the, the original archaeologists were, they were the, what was the word for them, were archaeologists. But they, they were the people that went out doing that sort of job of recording sites, uh, antiquarians, yeah. 
they were all Jewish people because they were the only people really that had the money and the opportunity to travel doing these yeah. things. But the Bible basically said that the world was 6,000 years old. So it would be very hard for the vicar on his travels to find something that's 7,000 years old. Because they would have been there before they created the world. And nobody... Yes, I get you, mate. Yeah, so nobody suggests... Nobody... Um, no, the, the, you're taught that at university and nobody questions it. So that that's why it's pretty much stayed as that. But there's no real, there's no actual evidence for it at all. It was the same yeah. thing on Malta, where the the only re, it was, the whole of the the datings on Malta were based on two radiocarbon dates. Well, you know, a radiocarbon date or a radiocarbon can only test organic material. So that could have been a rabbit that ran under, dug a, dug a, <laughs> a hole underneath a, a stone, you know. Even well, uh, and pottery. So it's all up for grabs, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, I admire your honesty, mate. And this, this is what this is what's um, required is somebody who's got the caliber like yourself. To be honest, I just yeah, archaeology. They, they say the the time dates only change with the death of the last professor. Because if you've been taught something and you and then you you spent your life uh, doing your PhD, then you've yeah. um, and you've taught your students, and you've got a really good job at the British Museum. You not you can't really turn around and say, "Oh, sorry, I was wrong." You know, you just <laughs> yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Yes. Um, the Orkneys, though. Um, yeah. Would you just from your your own? Um, your own knowledge and your but like the research you've been doing for, for so long would you say it could potentially go back around the time of Gobekli Tepe I think so yeah well I actually believe I love that I love it um, <laughs> I, I, I believe you know this you sort of, uh, Thomas and I wrote this book about Atlantis just recently it's just come out and we, we we more or less put forward the idea and it's only an idea that um, when Atlantis sunk, if it did, and, he, he, and uh, Plato said he did, um, that would be around 12,000 uh, BC, I think. And, I, and then I think these, um, a lot of these structures may be from people who fled from yeah. Atlantis. Oh, the, the, big, the big thing that really struck me over the years is... <clears throat> In, in Britain and in Ireland, around this our level, because we are actually the same level as Sligo and all that sort of thing, is that I found processional ways, and I'm not the only person ever to say this. So it's just my, it's just me, my idea. So it, you know, taking it as, as yeah. that really. But yeah. I've, I've noticed lots of processional ways where you'll get a chambered tomb, and then you'll get an avenue of stones. And, you know, or some sort of connection to maybe a stone circle, and these are, these happen, you know, all over Britain. Or there's things like the the huge uh, megalithic standing stones at uh, uh, um, they call the Devil's Arrows in Yorkshire, and then for about a mile and a half, or maybe two miles, or what, I can't remember now, but it yeah, goes yeah. through quite a few, like the Hutton Hens stand. The um, the Stanner Henge, and eventually it gets the triple alignment of 
um, Henges, uh, Thornborough, and, they, and each one of those holds 2,000 people. So it's like, and it goes between the two rivers, between two rivers, River Eyre and the River yes. Swale, I think it is. So you, I can imagine thousands of people travelling up from the Devil's Arrows, going straight up and meeting at the, Are you still there? It's making a funny noise. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And sort of, what, what, a, is, it, is it interference or? It was like a beeping noise, wasn't it? Beep? I don't know. Oh, I will say one thing, Neil. We do get some strange noises sometimes. I, I don't know what it is, but we have had oh, um, right. like cracks and stuff like that before, but uh, apologies for that. Whatever right. it was. I, just, I thought you might have disappeared. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm, I'm listening, mate. <laughs> yeah, so it just seems that processional ways from Europe, um, are, this is the place for them here, the British Isles and Ireland. And I just wondered what, what made Britain so special so it's like a holy place that it would have these processional ways because they're nowhere else in Europe. There are lots of other things in Europe, but not these processional ways with stone circles. In fact, it's not really yeah. stone circles many places. And it just seemed to me that... Um, do you remember at, at, they used to have at, the, at churches, they had the, like, the, the Rose Queen every year? Uh, you, I'm, I'm, sort of no, I'm not. I'm not religious, Neil. Sorry, I'm not. Um, oh, well, I, well, I, I'm not. But I remember when I was younger, they used to have in, in the local church. They had the um, the Rose Queen every year. And she and they would they should have a ceremony in the church making it this, and okay. then they would have a, have a processional way, and they ended yeah, up be on the back of like flat top lorries and stuff, and it eventually end up at the village hall right. where you would have a party. And I'm thinking, well, that's the same thing. That yeah. start having a celebration in the church, processional way, ending up the village hall is the same as having a, a religious ceremony in a, a chambered tomb, having a, a walking down the avenue, the stone avenue, and ending up at the stone circle. And it, it just seems to me that it's something that's gone back in history. Yeah, that, and, I, and I'm, I'm wondering does that if that is the people still celebrating uh, the loss of their homeland, Atlantis. I tell you what, mate. I love, I love that that idea. I, that is that's fascinating, that way. Yeah, no proof, but it just. Do, do you think you know. it would be some sort of like a, some sort of like a, a ritual, so to speak, but carried yeah, on I do. like old yeah. tradition? I think. Um, yeah, I mean, right in the. In the early days, people probably remembered why they were doing it, and they would have yeah, they would have had yeah. their cellar. They still, well, they still have cellar. because the chamber tombs were the earliest. These were the earliest sites. Yeah. Uh, you know the dolmens and chamber tombs and quoits. They're all the same sort of thing, and I think they would have been uh, very um, spiritual places. But they say they used to take out the bones of. Uh, their ancestors bring the bones out at certain times and have and have um, ceremonies to include yeah. their ancestors, you know. So your uncle Jack's there and your and your, your dad and your granddad, so they're all there. And yes. um, but having having done that, they'll have a, a fun processional obsession um, to the stone circle where they'll probably have another party or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's fascinating. 
I mean, really? if it's not right, why do they? Why are they all connected up with avenues? <laughs> I do not know, mate. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's just you know when you travel round, like I say, it's twenty years I've been driving around these things constantly, and that's the that is the thing that. Because people always ask me, what do you think of it? And I'm very reluctant to answer, uh, give them a straight answer, because it's not that easy, you know? No, it's not. I, th I think my own opinion is, I mean, I guess everybody's got their own uh, perspective on on whatever it'll be. Yeah. I think that, that, that plays a big part in, uh, in it all. But again, I mean, like I said, I'm not religious. I'm just, um, I'm just, uh, I just presume it sounds yeah. ritualistic, but not, I don't mean it in a bad ritualistic way. It's like yeah, a tradition. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not religious. I mean, I can't think of anything worse than religion. You know, but I do yeah, in personal spirituality and spiritual development. Yes, like, a, a, you know, growth uh, progression. Yeah. I think a lot of it is to try and prevent growth in, in our individual self. It's like you, you would say, uh, okay, I want to um, grow spiritually. Yeah. Well, the church said, well, don't bother doing that. There's a guy here in the corner with a, with a, with a, a white stripe around his throat. He, he'll do it for you, you know. Don't bother doing that. He'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like um, I think that's one of the reasons I'm I'm not anti I'm not properly against or truly against religion. It's just not not for me. I think it's a lot of um, a lot of manipulation. It is. Yeah, I absolutely do believe that. I mean, it's a form of government to me, and a, and a government is just there to to tell you what to do, take your freedom from you, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Because <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's what I think it is as well. Yeah, definitely, yeah, that's what I believe. And I think church is the same. Yeah, very, very uh, cultish. Again, this is just my opinion. I think it's, um, it's to control, and, and if you think about how, how young people go in church, well, I, I, don't, I don't think it's as um, there you go brainwashing. They took the words right out of my mouth, and deal. Thank you. Um, I, I don't. I don't see the. Um, I don't see what what they're trying to gain from it. I know it's it's, it's weird when you think just on the surface when you think, well, why did Christians give uh, birth to Christ to baby Christians and Muslims give birth to Baby Muslims, it's like, they're not exactly making their own, is that a coincidence? I think it could. It doesn't sound right though, does it, Smart? It's just not, it doesn't, it's wrong. So I, I studied myself the, the Western mystery tradition, right? and I absolutely love that, because it's all about you finding your own way in the world and developing yourself and not having to... Yeah. Not having to tell anybody what to do, what to think, or judging anybody else, just your own personal development, and that, that's what I've kind of used. And uh, oh, I love that, mate. Yeah, that, it's yeah, that's 
That's my way through. Yes, yes, love it. Um, so, like with the um, on your megalithic tours, mm -hmm. what would you be able, kind enough to like um, go through like like the process on on out? Just say if I wanted to to go on one of the tours, or if any of the listeners are interested. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, we've got your website. I'll I'll put all your links and whatever you want in the show notes. So you know, if anybody is interested, which I'm sure there will be. They could just click on the link and get straight into the twist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I hope you do because uh, oh, this is well the time of the year. Yeah, you know, it's uh, before the town sale starts in earnest in um, in March, really. And so, it is. so it begins in March. Yeah, I've got a couple of like like Lancashire tours on in February, but that's just for locals. Oh, yeah. for anybody can come, obviously, but it tends to be. <laughs> so it's kind of get me in the gets me in the in the gear gets me in gear to you know to start off. But he starts off in March and he goes right through to the end of the year. Um, if you just go on megalithictours.com, my website, and click on, uh, we're going to look through it, but click on tour timetable. There's a list of all the tours there. And then you just click on one of those and more information will open up and you can pay and book the tour at the bottom. Any questions, don't hesitate to, you know, email me and, Ask me questions, you know, then uh, ask me what you want, and um, that's it, really. Or you ring me up, the phone number's on there, I don't mind. And uh, yeah, we, we tend to leave, obviously, I leave from Preston because that's where I am. It's difficult to leave from somewhere else than where you are. And so um, a, a lot of people do come to Preston. If, you, if you're abroad and you want to, you can fly into Manchester. And get the train to Preston, or because the train goes straight from the airport to here, or you can um, meet some run route. Like we do the Carnac tour to the north of France, people tend to meet us at Portsmouth for the ferry. So all these all things right. can be sorted out. I've just got your website up now, Neil. Um, I see what you mean about you know you've um, tweaked it about and that it looks it looks mint. Oh, cheers! Yeah. It's, it's a brand it new does. website. This is uh, I've had a I had a website that I built. Um, actually, my friends built it for me. I had that for ten years. Then I built one myself. Yeah. And that's and I, I got in touch with the web designer and he said, no, no, get rid of this. <laughs> so he did, <laughs> and he gave me a new. Uh, he built the basis of a new one, and I've been building on the back. He built he built the skeleton of it, and I built it up to what it looks like now. So I hope Smart you know, this, mate. Oh, cheers! Appreciate that. It was been hard work. But I think it's all ready to go now. It is. Um, it really is impressive. I mean, I, it's like I said to you uh, briefly. I'm. Um, I've just started uh, a course on website and app design for a um, group that I'm creating. As soon as I've got my head wrapped around it, because uh, yeah. it's not. It's not easy. Um, you know, it is if you've done it before, like, but. Trying to do this and yeah, tell me about it. My podcast is um, yeah. it's a challenge. Yeah, but it's good to do it, isn't it? I mean, there's a yeah. lot of people need websites now. That's the that's one thing everybody needs, really. Definitely. It's self but, I mean, coming handy for podcasting, obviously, because you know, promoting yourself at the end of the day. Mm. Um, but some of these, mate, it's just. <laughs> 
You're looking down the two. I'm looking. They just look. I'd love to go on them all. I mean, I'll tell you what, straight away, this one here. Um, March 20th, the Channel Islands, Jersey and Guernsey, six days. Down to Pool. Jump on the ferry across to Jersey, yeah. Is that what it, I'm just reading it now, mate. And so your accommodation, B&Bs, are all included in your... Yeah, yeah, the, the transport from being picked up is all included. And B and B's included, and site entrance fees there are all included. There's only evening meals and maybe lunch that people have to. But we like the, the reason I left it like that is because people like tend to like to, you know, if they're going to a different place, they yeah. want to go out in the evening and find somewhere to eat rather than just stay in the hotel. So that's kind of how I do it. Yeah, I tell you what, mate, it's the the price of this, it's um, you think it's it's like a I guess you could look at it as a holiday. But yeah, well, that's exactly what they are. The holidays with a group of like-minded people. And there's people coming on the tours that, that started 20 years ago, still on, on coming now. Yeah. You know, and usually, nine point times out of ten, if somebody comes, they'll come again. You know, so they've got a huge, huge I can imagine. So, so it's like a little family, a little megalithic yeah. family. Yeah. Well, that's like you, you, you know, meet people. Yeah, they'll, they'll come on a tour and then they'll say, oh, hi, it's such and such money. And, and they'll know somebody, you know, on the, yeah. on the tour already because they've already been on, you know. So Yes. Yes. Um, mate, I mean, just by looking at the, it's got all in detail about what you do day one, day two, and some of these pictures, what you've taken, I'm, I'm presuming they're along that, like, say, the, the six-day, There'll be bits of the images you've taken yeah. previously going on that. I, I, yeah. The beautiful pictures, mate. Mm. Oh, cheers. Mm. Yeah, they're all from past, past trips. The Karnak's a beautiful one, I'll tell you. That's, and of course, they do the Cathar tour as well. And we were, we were speaking of that. The Cathar tour? That's like my premier one, really. I just love the Cathars, the whole thing down. It's in the Languedoc in the south of France. We're around oh, the way that's the nice, you know? Yeah. Just, sorry, mate. Could you just repeat that last bit again? So you Cathar one, it goes yeah, to Rennes-le-Chateau. Yeah, it's where Rennes-le-Chateau is. Oh, mate. We stay a couple of miles down the road from the hill where Rennes-le-Chateau, from Rennes-le-Chateau itself. And we're, it's because the, the two kind of run parallel, the story of the Cathars. Uh, that's where the, um, the Kabbalah and all those teachers came from. And Renault Chateau is kind of part part of the same thing, you know. One of the the leaders of the family leaders of Renault Chateau was a Knights Templar, you know. As we all yes, it's the Priory of Zion, but they yeah yeah the Priory of Zion were a, a thing. Um, so Henry uh, Henry Lincoln uh, included that in the Holy Blood Holy Grail, and fascinating book fascinating yes yeah yeah it really is i mean if anybody is starting out in that sort of area reading all the blood and holy grail it will give you a good sort of background to everything yeah prepare to go down one of the biggest rabbit holes um ever known in my opinion yeah and it goes um, off in, oh it does and he <laughs> goes off in so many different directions who was yes. it who was the reverend lionel fanthorpe i don't even remember lionel lionel fanthorpe he had a Channel yeah. 4, that's 
of a British well, uh, a British television channel, where he, he went out with his dog collar on. His wife was in his sidecar in his motorbike, visiting all these things. And he, he came to speak at the conference one year about Rennes Chateau. And he said it was like peeling an onion from the inside. Which is a great way to describe it. I love that. That's yeah, I thought, yeah, experience. you've got it there, yeah. Because <laughs> I, 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 one of my books, uh, the Cathar Country book, I, I, did, I had to hold myself back all the time from going off in these different directions just to keep it precise. Yeah. But it's uh, the whole Rennes Chateau thing. Oh, fascinating. It never ends. It really never ends. Are you familiar with um, the Pusteur and All? I think it was written before Holy Blood, Holy Grail. Um, a poem, I think it was called A Red Serpent or something along those lines. Oh, I don't think so. No, what, what is it? I'll, I'll, I'll dig it out. I'll find it and I'll send you a link to it. Um, allegedly, yeah. there's some, like, um, I don't know how to word this. There's some sort of myth around this poem, what was written before Holy Blood, Holy Grail. And I think there was three authors to it. Three authors wrote the poem and all three suddenly just uh, mysteriously passed. Right. Well, that's, that sounds, I mean, I would li- I'd like to, I don't know if you you mean, but I'd like to, I'd like to read it. I would. Yes, I'll try and find it. That sounds like yes, the people uh... who actually owned Everybody who owns the uh, Sonia's domain, they all kind of end up getting an early demise. Well, it's funny you should say that, mate, because I know, I know that those three authors on for the Red Dragon or Red Serpent, something along those lines, I'll find it and send it you. But yeah, it'd be interesting. Th- those three authors um, passed, and I know now that the three authors for Holy Blood, Holy Grail have passed. Henry Henry died last year. Yes. And another guy that one of oh yeah, oh what was the other fella? Um, Lincoln, uh, Beijing. Be- Be- I think it was Beijing. He was one of the, the he was one of the main writers in it. He he died in very unusual circumstances. He had a pen collection, an amazing um, pen collection. Like of, yeah, he, he, and he mended uh, ink pens. And he, you know, oh, right, okay. expensive ink pens. That was like his hobby. Then he had a, a small um, sort of workhouse in London, not workhouse, workshop in London. And workshop. a friend of mine knew him very, very well. And he died under very unusual circumstances. He just, you know, because my friend Jonathan there, he was saying he couldn't believe it happened. You know, it was, it wasn't right. It didn't just didn't seem right. But a lot of yeah. people involved in this thing, you know. Do seem to. Are you, yeah, are you, um, or have you, are you familiar with, or have you heard of anything along the lines of there being some sort of uh, Stargate, so to speak, in that area? Well, I've, I've heard a lot about. You see, the thing with an area like that is you, there's everything there, and everybody speaks. It gets a bit complicated, and yeah. in, that was involved around the mountain uh, Bujarak. Uh, right. And that was the place, and that was, there was supposed to be a Stargate there. I don't know about Stargates and things, I've never had any evidence of them, but that's what they talk about there. And they have a, a society that meets on that mountain. It's the one that Jules Verne based 
get into the centre of the earth on. It's a huge mountain out oh, there. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, and do you remember at the millennium when they were, everybody was thinking, oh my God, it's going to end of the world? <laughs> there was hundreds yeah. up there from that organisation that climbed the mountain, waiting for the end of the world. <laughs> it didn't come. <laughs> Still waiting now, mate. <laughs> right, so if you were, I know you're in your laptop, mate. Um, I don't know. I'll tell you about that. Can find it this way. I found the poem, mate. Mm. I can send it. Um, what there is, I'll send it in in the chat now. Like if you, you'll see it pop up. All right, is there a chat? Can I uh, close this window then? It's... It'll come. Well, happen. You, you'll see like text. It'll pop up. And then... I don't think I've got a chat. It'll be on the message, just like um, it'll pop up now. You'll know what I'm Oh, chat. Yeah, yeah. All uh, right. It's not coming up on that. See. Oh, tell me later. That's that's fine. Yeah, no, no problem. But I've, I've got, I found it anyway. Um, I think Good. you, Good. you'll, I think you'll like it. <laughs> yeah, I find it fascinating. Yeah, all these different. Uh... All these different directions it, it takes you. It, it's amazing, really. Yeah, that's what I mean Both about it. Priest. Rabbit holes. Absolutely, just, yeah. Uh, never so ending, many mate. things. And it all started with the one priest, uh, Francois Beringer Sonnier. Oh, right. That was the guy that's run the chateau. So we eat since he's, um, since he's like researched and found, it's just been. All for us. Yeah, it's fascinating, absolutely amazing. And uh, I mean, he—he's, you know, he was the guy who became like a millionaire. You know, you, you know the story. Yeah. And then, and then um, he eventually, well, he died. It's a big, big, long story. But uh, I don't know whether to go into it or not because it'd be, it'd be a, a podcast day rather than a podcast. <laughs> but, uh, I just think one of the, one of the odd angles that came off was Patrice Chaplin, who was uh, married to Charlie Chaplin's son. And she oh, was, right. Have you come across those? No, what, what's that called again, Neil? Sorry. It's Patrice Chaplin. Patrice uh, was, Chaplin. And she was married to Charlie Chaplin's son. And she talked about how the whole thing began in Girona on, in, on, the, on the coast of Spain. And that's and there was a, a the tower that Sonia built, the Tower Magdala, was a copy yeah. of one in in Girona, and she talks about a mystery school that Sonia was in was in part of, and she was part of, and she's ended up you know written she's written about three or four books about it now. Um, oh, nice. And so we grab it. I've actually, uh, just while why you're just looking there, I've just sent you the, uh, the link to Red Serpent to your email. Okay. Okay. Uh, so anyway, I can't remember the, the name of the books, but it's Patrice Chaplin, and she's Patrice fascinating because that's another direction you can, it, you know, you can take the mystery. Yes. It's definitely worth, you know, it's worth looking up. Oh, I've got you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've got that. No problem, mate. That's open. Yeah. 
I think it's uh, it's all it's all intriguing. Oh it, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? Fascinating. Yes, it's yes, such it a beautiful place as well. So beautiful down there. You've actually it, been there. Yeah, I do a tour every year, and oh. sometimes I do two. <laughs> Strangely enough, when I'm lucky enough. So I'll do the, yeah. the first sort of eight-day tour, and then if other people have booked, then I get to stay there for a week on me Todd, and then I'll do another another tour after it and just pick, pick, pick people up from the airport from Cox on Earth. I'll tell you what, mate. No more on your Todd. You'll have to pick us up on your way down. Yeah, do it, yeah. If <laughs> I drive down, I'll just call off. <laughs> yeah, that would be... Um... I keep trying to... Um... Sort of plant a seed over us to go to René Le Chateau, when it's just, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you know, it's... I don't, I don't, I don't know if, uh, well, I guess I, I, this is what I'm going to ask you now. Mm-hmm. Is it meant to be you know, like the locals? Do they speak some sort of other language? In it? Is it like yeah, they used to speak Occitan? Yeah, Occitan. That was the that was their language, or the, the other people. It's the people who say Oc. And Oc is what the, uh, was the word for yes. So instead of we, they, they say Oc. So the Occitan. But so so that was the uh, Occitan was that area, and they spoke right, that nice. It went over into Spain a little bit. Uh, but yeah, and just for the the lady who runs the hotel where we stay is the old Bishop's Palace, uh, La Vache. She can she can speak Occitan still. She says, but well, don't even try and learn it. She says you got no chance. <laughs> <laughs> it's that old double C, yeah, okay, that's, uh, the, that's the language down there. But of course, they all speak French, so you don't, you know. Yeah. Hopefully. Exactly. Is it like, uh, is it a bit like when we go, um, like Wales? <laughs> and it's just be... <laughs> With that strange language they've got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they, they, don't really use, yeah, they don't really use the Occitan language. It's, you know, the, the younger people now have got no idea about it. It's kind of dying out, really, which is a shame, but these things happen, don't they? It is, isn't it? I mean, language in itself, it, um, they can go up the Welsh language. To me, I think it sounds, um, I think it sounds beautiful. I am yeah, not got a clue what they're on about. I just have not got a clue, like I said, but it's still... You can't even say it, can you? You can't read no. it. <laughs> it doesn't say what they... It doesn't say what... When they read it, it sounds pretty It doesn't make any sense, does it? No, that's not right. No, no, there's a T there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... This is probably going to sound a little bit strange now, but have you ever... You know, when you've been flicking through TV channels and you're a bit bored, have you ever gone on the Welsh channels just for a laugh? Yeah, I've tried to listen to it. <laughs> it is... Um, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, I remember when going up to Lake District when I was a young lad, used to walk in the in the fells and the hills there. And I remember yeah. old fellas, you know, in Keswick, them was just guys with massive beards and shouting and a go a bit of a pipe and a border collie. They were all like that. <laughs> and they, pipe, they yeah. spoke of a language that they. You know that was just gone now. That was a, that was a, our own language for this area, really. It's it was part of language, wasn't it? So it was like we had our language, and that's gone. Yeah, it's, um, it's funny you should mention Lancashire because where I'm originally from, 
it did used to be Lancashire. Now it's changed to Merseyside. Yeah, yeah, which, they took um, off Liverpool and they took off Manchester, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, it drove me, me mum and dad crazy. Because it's still now, like, if they have, a, like, right, birthday cars and, you know, getting posted, they will put, like, the sender as being from Lancashire, not Merseyside. Yeah, they do that in, um, you know, like Cumbria now, it's the National Park and all of Cumbria. Yeah. It used to be Cumberland, Westmoreland, Cumberland, Westmoreland and Lancashire. Well, people yeah. from the, the bottom part of the Cumbria still, you know, a lot of them still were right Lancashire. Yeah, I think it's proud, pride more than anything. Yeah, because they didn't want it to change. It was it was forced upon them, and the West Lumber, the West Lumber Gazette is still being printed. It's not called the Cumbria Gazette. <laughs> Interesting, mate. It's um, why the change? Uh, I uh, I think uh, it's so politicians it can get voted in. Probably. <laughs> the boundaries, so you get more people, more of one in a particular place. And Because you think Lancashire was total labour, and then they split it all up and, you know, give the other parties a chance, sort of thing. <laughs> not that I'm interested in politics, I'm not at all. Oh, detail, mate. I think it's, yeah. um, it's a waste of energy. Yeah, yeah, leave that one alone, yeah. Well, that's a big, <laughs> that's a long jump from the Cathar. So the, the Cathar country too, yeah, that's the... Uh, that's the one we're in on Chateau, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, right, mate, I'm sorry. We've sort of, like, gone off a different track on there. I'm really, really interested in, you know, your your source. So, yeah, appreciate that. Cheers. Well, uh, just, like, from, uh, like I said, just say myself, I want to go, what would you suggest for, like, if it was your first time on going on any, any uh, tour, like, such? Uh, if if you if you're in America or something like that or abroad, then yeah. obviously you want one. I put most of the longer ones on this year anyway, but Karnak is a definite. Uh, I definitely recommend Karnak. Yeah. For that's one for megaliths. You know, it's a really because that's an amazing megalithic um, area. You see part of yeah. Britain. This in Brittany. Um, so that that's one good for Orkney. You know, that's up in the that's another one. Uh, no, I, 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 for me, I think, um, I mean, they're all beyond appealing, Neil. Um, but that Orkney and, and, you know, the islands up, up there, they've always been somewhere, if from being young, because, yeah. you know, you hear about all, all the, what are you saying, the megalithic? Um, it's a mystical place. It feels mystical when you arrive there. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. Uh, it's still there now, thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's our, you know, it's, 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 it's our heritage, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, the lake district is wonderful, and uh, Cornwall. You see, a lot of the the Western Fringe, because Cornwall's another place that's got uh, yeah. a whole wealth of things, you know, there a whole wealth of megalithic sites. But if you're uh, if you if you're interested in the Cathars or Renly Chateau, then the Cathar country is another great one. Yes, mate. Um, I, um, mystical uh, North Wales, Anglesey. Does not get yeah, those are two day ones. any more be- beautiful than, than Anglesey. I love that place. Jada Bay especially. Uh, Ang- Anglesey was uh, the base of the Druids, wasn't it? So 
so the, this would have been the early, earlier before the Druids, you know, the, the pre-Druids, if, so, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And because they had a whole, a, a real base on Anglesey, on the island, so then there's loads of ancient sites on Anglesey, so like a one little mega centre of itself, and we do two days there. Uh, it was in AD 60 where they were, where they were attacked by the Roman legions and then they, and then they lost the island, but it's it's still, you know, the Druid Island, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I've got a picture up here from um, from the Anglesey section, Neil. Um, um, Bryn Selly Do. Bryn Kelly, yeah, Bryn Kelly C. But it says Bryn Kelly Do, doesn't it? Yes. I know they, they, they can't, go, mate. can't be right, can they? These <laughs> joke, joke. <laughs> I'm uh, sure they understand, mate. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's a real amazing one. That's one of the. I want to actually get up there, take another photograph soon. But they were. Um, that was one of the the premier sites in Britain, really. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. It's an evolving. It's been an evolving site. Started as a stone circle, and then they moved the stones into the middle to make it a, a chamber tomb, where the light shines through. At the solstice, and out the back it shines. Uh, there's, a, there's a post inside, which actually it was Rupert Soskin, Henry Lincoln's son, who, who said that was a fossilized tree in there, and there's, there's right. notches on it. And if you watch when um, when the uh, Lucifer, the is no Lucifer is connected to Venus, is where the light is. Lucifer is a light bringer. So when yeah. half of its time, when Venus rises, um, it it's, it rises early in the morning. It shines through the chamber onto that beam, and there's a notch. And when it touches that notch, you know, you can you can set the time if you know how to read it. So, so that's associated with Lucy, which is again the pentagram. But that's a long story. Because you know that, well, just say briefly. You know that um, Venus moves in a certain pattern in the sky. And it, it forms a pentagram, and that's the only um, only star that does it. So you watch it in the sky through its through its uh, sixteen year journey or eighteen year journey. It forms a perfect pentagram. So the pentagram is Lucifer, uh, the library. Yes. So it's quite deep there, isn't it? But um, but then it's when the Lucifer carries up, carries far up, and then the sun comes up, it will sign. It'll shine again through the back chamber onto the pillar in a different place. And the idea is, if you if you know how to read it, you can tell what time it is by reading those when those two notches have been hit by the light, first from Venus and then from the Sun. Which you've got to admit, it's quite fascinating. Isn't it? It, it it certainly is. Just if you think about when when these um, structures were built. They didn't have technology or we've got our where they could determine certain certain things. They, I mean, for for that to have been created back then, mm. and for it to um, sort of connect with the the solstice. Yeah, I, I solstice don't summer. think you can get any more amazing. Than yeah, these. I mean, the lot of things read into to ancient sites, which I don't think are true because they, you yeah. can always find a connection if you look for it. But you can't make you can't get that wrong. 
that when the, the at the solstice, when the sun rises, it shines straight down the passageway onto that onto that pillar. It's, it is crazy. That can't be wrong, can it? No, it's not. It, the thing is, Neil, it's not just this site where, where um, it's been created. It will have been every single um, place you've listed on your tour, because you're not just going to do a tour for nothing, are you? If you think about all that and and other sites in America, all over. Yeah, I mean, um, there's the the Maltese sites, and the, there's some amazing things on Menorca. So what I tend to do, I'll do the first year. Yeah, Men- Menorca, and there's some on Menorca as well. But Menorca have got some like huge teas. Have a look if it's on there towards the bottom of the list. You'll see they're, um, they're called the Towners. Uh, the only thing in the world that they where they exist. Uh, there's other things, a couple of other things in there. Um, oh, is it the is it Menorca's mysterious telelatic telelatic course? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's just that little island on its own. Is oh. A, I, I just love that place. You know, it's like why is all that there? There's nowhere else. It's yeah. fascinating. Yes. So there's different things in different places. And the more you study, the more you travel, the more you find them. So it is Sardinia as well. The same thing on Sardinia. Huge towers called Nerga, the Nergas. The Nergas. It's not, I mean, you've got one here where it's basically um, including the Etruscans. Oh yeah, that, they're a fascinating uh, breed of folk as well. That's yes. Now in Tuscany, what you there? What because they they uh, they lived in the place that is now called Tuscany, and into Latvia, Latvia, uh, to Rome, Lat- Latvia is it? It's a football team, isn't it? But it's Rome, basically, and they they were an ancient culture, absolutely a fascinating ancient culture, ancient culture. That well, I think they were the prehistoric culture, and they developed and developed through trade with the Phoenicians and through the and the Greeks, and and they became really yes. rich. So they had a wonderful culture of fun, enjoyment, and and love and laughter, really, until and the, they were the first kings of Rome. So of course the Rome's Roman culture grew and just dissolved them. Yeah, just killed them really, you know. <laughs> like anything in it mate it's just uh, unnecessary i mean i don't know why would the romans be like that when the etruscans were just the opposite it doesn't it it makes you wonder doesn't it right next it does yeah yeah as far as the uh i'm sure i'm sure uh, that that they could have you know cohabited together as as the etruscans have done for thousands of years I tell you, I, I, I'm not just saying it now, Neil, but every every single tour I'm looking at here is just definitely I'd love to go. Love to. Come along. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm seriously considering it. Um, it's just which which to pick. I think it, it's one of those things. Me, I, I would like to. It's like I'm. I'm I'm intrigued in it, in, it, in it all. 
I think it would be, well, maybe, would you suggest like maybe one, one a year? Like if, you know, we could say like, just say you start off this year, the Lancashire one, and then, you know, build it up from that. Do you think that would be a good idea? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, the weekend ones. What have we got for the weekends? I mean, North Wales, that's very near you, isn't it, really? Well, yes, um, Cheshire, so. And Anglesey as well, you know, they're. Yeah, Anglesey's uh, North Wales, isn't it? Not too yeah. far. Yeah, straight, to, straight along the, the North Wales Highway. Yeah, um, to, to me, that has to be. I mean, Wales, it's, I love Wales. Oh, um, it's beautiful, isn't it? It, is, it really is, yeah. I think what, what is appealing to me about Wales is, just like we mentioned earlier, is it's not as built up as, you know, it is like England. Because it, it yeah. it's not always been like this England where there's houses wherever you look, it was oh, used to be no. green. Imagine, well, we've just lost a lot more, haven't we, with all this house building craze, but imagine what ancient sites have been destroyed that would have been under places like Liverpool and, and Preston, where I am, and surrounding areas. Yes. Yeah. It's all, you know, it's all gone. sad, isn't it, really? I think it's it is sad. sad. Yeah, it's very sad. It is. And the Lake District think, is a beautiful place as well, isn't it? Oh, Lake District. Yeah, I mean, as you said before, Keswick, Keswick is a... There's not many places that have, like... <laughs> That sort of, it's got, even because it's got like um, an atmosphere to it, not a bad atmosphere. Yeah, yeah it has got a wonderful atmosphere to it, hasn't it? And you know that Castle Rigstone Circle is just next to it, and there's some huge, very important stone circles in the Lake District that aren't really, you know, the ones down south seem to get a lot of press, but when Castle yeah. Rig and Long Megan are daughters and Swinside and all these big stone circles in the Lake District are some of the best in the world, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's a, it's a beautiful place. What was the... Um, I think you go through Keswick. If you, if you... I'm not quite sure the next village, but um, was it Wordsworth, these graves? They were using Grasmere. Is that classic Grasmere? Yeah, Dove Cottage in Grasmere. Is that what it's called, Dove Cottage? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's the English heritage now, I think. You've got to pay to get in. And see the, oh, really? <laughs> the bed that he used to sleep in and all this, apparently. This is the <laughs> same. Yes, um, it's just nice how it's kept as well. It's not, I mean, where I live, you've got, you know, it's not... It's not the most pleasant to um, to walk through and to, to look at. Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you go well, to like like Keswick and around that way, it's completely different. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Well, I was saying to we were out with a couple of mates in town, went for a beer a few days yeah. ago, and uh, we were just saying that Preston, the Preston we grew up in, has gone 100. percent Nothing left of what we used to. You know, it was a really pleasant warm you know for, for the people and it was it's just a great culture it's all gone yeah and it, it's it's amazing that your life has just been wiped out <laughs> yeah suppose you have changed about it, isn't it 
Yeah, but I'm sure it's been done on purpose. Don't remember anybody asking me. But uh, it's, not, it's gone. You know, it's just. Yeah. You mind if we wipe your culture out? No, that'd be nice. Yeah, get on, please. Great, yeah. Please continue. Yeah, but uh, no, there's nothing left, and it's such a shame, you know, because it's definitely to his detriment. He's not. He's better rather than worse. No, it's worse rather than better. That sounds about right. That. District, and it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely different world. Yes. Do you know what? I know it's a bit off topic, this, Neil, but one of the things that I, that I remind reminded about uh, Keswick was the black pudding. It was um, <laughs> black pudding. <laughs> honestly, honestly, mate. Right, yeah, there was a but. It was a butcher's, yeah. and he made his own fresh black pudding, mate. Lovely. I love black pudding, mate. Uh, yeah, you, you know, berry black pudding and all that, but yeah. this was completely different. It was like still warm. Oh, oh. mate, it made yeah, me no, drool. But a lot of things made me drool, but oh, gorgeous, mate. And these days, you're going to mix it with chorizo. Have you mixed it with chorizo? No, I've like not. Put it together. Give it a go. Is it nice? Oh, lovely, yeah. Just fits. Black pudding and chorizo. Is it? Is as in. You get them separate and then combine them. Because I, I have. They can buy it. Oh no! What happens is when I've had it, it's been yeah. like in a restaurant in a starter or something, like a black oh, right, yeah. or tower. And and the, so when you when you break into it to eat it, the, the all mixes in then and it's, oh, wonderful. Re- recommend it. I, I like. It is off topic, but, but yeah. It's necessary though. We um, yeah. I love food. <laughs> a bit of, bit of uh, egg yolk on the top of it all as well and oh the, come on man heaven. you're making me drool here now me. <laughs> <laughs> you have mustard with it as well uh, that'd kill it I think yeah because you can't have English mustard you can't have French I oh, think mate, a little bit on the side just with the black pudding you can have mustard but... you're, you're insulting the um, the black pudding then and the chewit so if you yeah you you've got French mustard and it's not it's not not for me. No, you don't, you don't want to kill the taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's strong English mustard, isn't it? Yeah, you can have it with with a. You must be getting hungry. You have it with a a, a, a meat pie. <laughs> <laughs> you have You're meat completely pie changing the topics of cooking. Because <laughs> he's miles away from the cathode to it now. Yeah, yeah, completely changed it now, mate. Well, it's a cooking episode. <laughs> <laughs> so today on food from the northwest. Yes, I love it. <laughs> oh, back on to the megalithics, Neil. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, yeah, they're, they're all... Uh, they, they all look incredible. And you... Yeah. It's, how does it work? Do you like... Uh, so you're the guy. Do you, do you like... Narrate it as well as you go into like. No, in, 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 I don't. No, no. Uh, I, obviously, I've got a minibus, so we're all together in the minibus. But I, 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 I hate, absolutely detest the old idea of like stand here. I'm going to tell you about something, because you don't learn anything. And it's like uh, this stone circle is uh, eight uh, has fourteen, thirteen stones. It's twenty three foot wide. It's a diameter of such thing. Oh, what's what's point in that? You know. It's, tells you nothing really and the idea to me is that right. you, the the site can speak for itself you know you 
yeah. I like the idea of the spirit of the place and uh, that you can walk and just you need to be able to uh, to experience in it. your own time. Yeah, that's so yeah. yeah, that makes sense. That Neil, absolutely. So when we go, obviously we we have a chat. We we'll we'll all, you know talk about it and all that sort of thing, and I'll answer questions. But I mean, after you've seen your your fourth stone circle, there's not an awful lot more to say. Well, this is another yeah. stone circle. It's yeah. a little bit bigger. <laughs> But uh, so we, no, I don't tend to do that. But we we do have a good conversation, and if we all go together for dinner in the evening, you know that's when the really interesting conversations can start. Yeah. People say what they've seen, what they felt, what they what they think, because there's no answer. You know, there's no real answer. So it's great to share ideas, and I think it's all Brilliant. the idea of talking about. I mean, you get it a lot in in um, Karnak where they will say somebody studied all the dimensions. And they've studied all the uh, this yeah. leads to that that degree, but I don't really think that helps, you know, because it's like saying I, I bought a new car. Well, what's it like? Well, it's got four wheels. It's five meters long. It's uh, four meters high. It's got four seats. Yeah, what's it like? Well, yeah. the, the, the diagonal the diagonal of the window to the 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 body is thirty degrees. Yeah, what's it like? You know, it's you know, dimensions don't. What's it like? Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel when you drive it? Oh well, I sit in there and there's a wheel in the front, and I just move this wheel around. You know. Yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I get you, mate. Um, but we do is... have lots of chats. But it's it's at, at your own pace, so to speak. Yeah, we we fit quite a lot in because. I tried to uh, I tried to find sites that are reasonably near the road to see. So you know if there's one on top of a hill, we'll bother with that. Well, we we'll do sometimes, yeah. but very very rarely. And then so we can just spend a few minutes, twenty minutes at one place, and carry on to another place. And you know, they say it's a bit like um, you know, your breakfast, two sites, coffee, two sites, lunch, two sites, coffee, two sites, dinner. Or maybe four sites, you know, just carry on yeah. like that all day. Mate, so, it's, it really does sound um, fascinating. Yeah, I feel very lucky, very lucky to be able to do it. Yeah, yeah I think you are, mate, you think? Your dream job. It says people... Well, it will be for me, I know it will be for me. For us. It's tiring, they are. 20 years on, it's getting a little bit tiring, so... Some of the journeys have been shortened, but, yeah, but still, uh, still carrying on going. There's people coming now that came on the first tour ever. Yeah, hey, so you've you've built this up from just a you did one like a Lancashire tour. Considering you've done, I started off basically from nothing to creating mm. what what you've got here. It is, it truly is impressive. Yeah, you got to. I think you've got to keep back things, haven't you? I suppose. Yeah. The good and the bad. Obviously, we had a, a bad couple of years through what we've been through from 2019 and 20. Oh, it's been a mess on it. Ah, oh, terrible. But uh, it's bounced back. You know, I wasn't sure what had happened, but last year was so busy. It was just, and I was stopped, which is great, fantastic. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, by getting back from the um, multi-tour in November, 
I just cried, I just crashed. I go, that's it, that's it, no more this year. Just have a break, yeah. I need to rest. Oh, but is this the, not the very last one on, on your page, mate? The um, Magical Malta. The Ancient Temples of Magic, yeah, eight days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic, fantastic over there. Oh. It's just to totally different. Those ancient, they call them temples, but we don't know yeah. what they are, are they? Because everything's a temple in it or a burial. But they're um, these ancient um, freestanding buildings. They could be temples, might not be, but they're actually, you know, because mulches are a solid rock. So you, they're not, yeah. these things are not dug into the ground like standing stones would be. They're actually built on the solid rock. And they're huge. And there's nothing else like it. Um, anyway. Is that you, mate? Yeah. I'll turn it off. Uh, yeah, there's nothing else like it anywhere in the world. Just those standing, just those buildings on Malta. And they were, they're so early, they, they just seem to come out of nowhere. You know, there's no um, intermediary steps to get to that magnificent, magnificent sophistication of those temples. They just, yes. somebody arrived there, built them. They were there for a thousand years and then gone like that, disappeared. Fascinating. It really is, isn't it? <laughs> Really um, I mean, your you description here of the ancient temples of magical Malta. Incredible, yeah. mate. <laughs> amazing, amazing. We don't know who these people were, the, the, the temple people. We don't know who built them. Don't know where they came from. We don't know anyone. Just there a thousand years gone. So it really is mysterious, isn't it? The whole of, yeah, the whole of Malta has got things on it that you don't understand. There's amazing history to it. So I, I, that's one of the other books I wrote about Malta, Malta and Gozo. And the time periods, because it's where it's, where it's situated, right yeah. in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. Whoever controls Malta controls the trade routes, backwards and forwards, up and down. Um, so... It's changed hands so many times. So the first half of the book is just talk, just talking about the very the history, the various levels of history. Because you've got the the Knights of Malta as well. You know, the Knights of Malta. Yeah, I have heard of them. I've just not I've not researched them, but I have um, I have heard of Knights of Malta. Yeah, fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. But it's a whole new story, whole different story is that one. I tell you what, mate. Um, I've just got it's got on the uh, day five a three day in Slima. Slima, Slima, yeah. That image, that aerial photographer. Where that, I'm going to be, thank God, on Saturday. Is that where you go? Oh, nice one, mate. I just looked at the window yesterday and thought I'm going. So I just put myself a week in Malta. So I bought the flight. Well, the yeah. other hotel. So I'm going here. Yeah. I'll just take myself off there. I'll tell you what, mate, if you've got room for a six foot two, maybe six foot three, I don't know, uh, bean pole. Wow. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, come along, anybody. <laughs> Go and join me. That, uh, that aerial photography, mate. You'd, I don't think you'd you appreciate the actual image until you get like an aerial uh, picture like what you've taken in. Yeah, it's amazing. You see something flat on the land. You, yeah. you know, it's just 
you can only see what your eyes see, can see, can't you? But like an aerial photo. Is that the one of the three temples? Yeah, it looks like you've got um, to the right. It's like a smallish. I don't know if yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's like a toilet or something. I don't know. And then next to it, it might have been a little where somebody lived. I'm not sure. Next to it, you've got um, a similar structure, but a lot bigger. And then one to the left, similar to. Yeah, yeah. Mandurah Temple, yeah, three temples in a row. Oh, right, okay. Right on the seafront, yeah, beautiful. It's so beautiful there, you know. Oh, so that's actually on the seafront, Matt. You see, if, if you're walking for a walk along, along the beach, you're probably not going to notice that because of... Yeah, it's it, a little it, bit up the hill, because there yeah. it's... Um, it's because the, the island's moving a little bit on a, on a Teutonic plate, and it's... Right. right, that word, Teutonic plate. Teutonic plate. Teutonic plate. And it's uh, it's rising out of the sea a little bit. So those cliffs go right down right, to the okay. sea next to the temples. But it's up on the so it's up on the hill a bit. But yeah. and above that, there's another one called uh, Ajahim Temple. Beautiful place. You can get the two in the same place. Right. Then you go to the visitor centre and you watch. They they have that, they have a four D. Was it 5D uh, film display where it rains and it has wind in the in the auditorium and everything? So when you're watching the All film right. with 3D glasses on, you feel like you're actually there. It's weird. But yeah, interesting place. Looks it, mate. Um, day six, Neil. Gozo Island tour. Gozo, yeah, that's a little yeah. island off Malta. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so we get the, the the little we get the ferry the car ferry across from Malta in the morning, spend the day on yeah. Gozo. Uh, it's got a huge, the oldest temple on there. Um, uh, the giants, it's called the giants Apronful. What's the Gigant or something like that? Just can't get the word in my mind. But Gigantesia. Gigantesia. And. The wall at the back of that, behind it, is just unbelievable. You just, I can't stop looking at it when I go. It's like the huge, the biggest megalithic wall, probably anywhere. It's just, wow, mind blowing. Oh, shall we? All right, okay. There'll be a picture of it on there somewhere, I'm sure. There is, there is a picture. Um, okay, mate. I mean. Do we know like a, a rough an estimate for how how old? Yeah, it's, it's strange you see because they're they're saying again Neolithic, which is just five or six thousand years old. But I don't see that, you know. And there's no evidence that for it being that old, and nobody has any evidence for that. It can't be proved. The only evidence they had was three radiocarbon dates, and radiocarbon dates. Let's say the the all the uh, all the measure is uh, organic material, so I'm saying yeah. it could have been a rabbit that dug down below the the, the stone, you know, into the stone or whatever, and yeah. can, dug it, can rabbits dig into stones? But they can maybe dig under the uh, under the rock. <laughs> <it's just> a <laughs> hole. Under Why it. not, mate? Why not? Why not? Yeah, big rabbits, <laughs> short teeth. But um, but if yeah. you, whatever you find big under there, if you measure it. You mean, was it there before the storm was built or has it buried itself under there? So there's no evidence, really, at all. 
Yeah. yeah. So I, I just think they go back a lot further. And I'm thinking, again, I'm thinking Atlantis. But I, I'm willing to, for years I wouldn't stick my neck out, but I just, I think so now. Yeah, it's, we're looking at that sort of time period, 12,000 years ago at least. Incredible. Incredible. You know, if you say, well, I don't know where these people came from, uh, I don't know where they went, how can you say what time? What date they were there, and nobody can really. So what they do, they look yeah. at some pottery that's been found, yeah. and the pottery came across from Sicily, and they're saying, well, this is when they were there. Well, yeah, they were there then, but that building that you found, that pottery, could have been there 10,000 years before you brought that pottery. Potentially, Neil, yes. Um, yeah. I think it could say that about anything, really, because we don't really know. No, they don't. No idea. I mean, there's, there's so many examples of that, aren't there? But um, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think that time periods are a lot longer than than we think. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll agree with you on that. Which is why uh, it's so it's so interesting because there's that many different possibilities. That's fascinating. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And it never changes. I mean, in some ways, it's maybe good that we don't get the answers because. Yeah. That might ruin it. <laughs> it, might, yeah. it might be something really yeah, boring. True, mate. True. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. I am. I truly just. I sort of had a brief. Um, a brief description on where I thought this episode would would lead us to, but. I, it's all a blow my mind, mate. It doesn't set much, but seriously, it's um, your journey and what you're providing this community, not just this community, to anybody who's got any interest in in our history well, yeah. and, and certain buildings. It's for uh, you to be doing what you're doing, Neil. I admire you for that. Well, I hope it's uh, it's you know it's good for people. So we get people from. Literally all over the world. We've got lots of, lots of people from America, especially now they can travel again. Um, yes. Um, and uh, Canada and New Zealand, Australia. It's fantastic. I love it. I love meeting people from around the world, you know, because, and again, you, ten, people tend to become, you know, friends because you, you spend a week together. You know, you really know somebody after that week. Yeah, well, you, 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 Exactly, mate. Um, you know, spending a week with somebody who's experiencing what you um, find fascinating, and that's going to, for me, would immediately, the, the respect that I would have for you would be, um, it would be measurable. Yeah. And that, oh, that's why I, I'm, I really am intrigued in you and what you're doing for uh, not just this community, for society. Because this is what we need, mate. It's what, what we need. It's, um, I guess, truth. And, and you've not, you're, that's what your agenda is from what I can see, is wanting to share truth. Yeah, for people to find their own, you know, yeah. understandings of things. I love it, mate. I think what you're doing is it's extraordinary. 
Thank you. And, and I'm sure um, anybody who's listening will appreciate what you're actually doing. Potentially getting you um, some more individuals to um, experience what you're providing. Well, hopefully, yeah. Come along yeah. on the tourists, get in touch. It's brilliant, mate. I love yeah, it. It's good for people who've never been, you know, to these areas before. And yeah. For somebody who'll take them around and all the organisations started. <laughs> yes, I mate. Appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm just looking at time now, Neil. Um, are we okay to wrap things up? Yeah, sure, yeah. For, for today. Uh, but <laughs> please, I think we've barely scratched the surface. We could have done all day, couldn't we? Yeah. Yes, definitely, mate. Um, I hope we can speak again soon. And, yeah, and sure. really look forward to it, Neil. Um, like I said, it is a true honour speaking to somebody so close and has so much knowledge just it yourself. It's amazing that we ended up just down the road. We didn't know about it. <laughs> <No, mate. laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Everything happens for a reason, mate. Yeah. Yes. Well, Neil, it has been um, an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Yeah, thank you for inviting me on. It's been great. Enjoy thank it. you for uh, giving me the opportunity, mate. Uh, but before you go, Neil, um, could you, would you like to let everybody know where they can get hold of you, please? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, my website is the best, megalithic, megalithictours.com. And there's a contact page on there, and there's all the books and photography and things for sale. And the tour is for sale, obviously. Please come and join me on a tour. That'd be fantastic. And if you want to get in touch with me, that's the place. Neil, nice one, mate. Um, I'll have all your links in the show notes. I can't wait till we speak again, mate. Thank you. Thanks again, sir. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. It's been great. <laughs> Nice one, mate. I'm going to stop recording now, but uh, just wait one minute. Thanks, mate. I met this six-year-old child in this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.